Thank you for listening to a Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. If you need any information about our church, or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at praisechapelkingman.com. The whole Bible is inspired by the Word of God, but there are certain passages and certain things in the Word of God, if you can grasp hold of them, can change your life. An illustration. If you go out in your car and you got less than a quarter tank of gas, you can say, I probably can get to the gas station or maybe even to church, but I can't get to Las Vegas. So to get to Las Vegas, what you have to do is take the gas you have, drive to the gas station and fill it up, and then you can go to Las Vegas and back. Tonight, we have the presence of God. Am I hearing echo or was it just me? Okay. Okay, is it done? It's still echoing? Okay, thanks. Somebody said back up, so I'm going to back up. So tonight, one of the most outstanding scriptures in the Bible is found in the third chapter of John, or 3 John, chapter 1, verse 2. It says, Beloved, in all things, or I wish above all things, I might prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. The will of God tonight is blessings for you and for me. The will of God is to supply every need you have and make a way when there's no way and open up doors when they seem to be shut in front of you. The problem is we're sort of like the guy that tries to get to Las Vegas on less than a quarter tank of gas because that car has tremendous potential. It can go fast. It can get you anywhere that you want it to go. But the problem is you have to have fuel in that car so it can function. To have the promises of God, you just cannot say this is the promise of God. You have to make it your promise. You have to believe it. You have to stand upon it and do what the writer said, having done all to stand, keep standing. So I want to minister tonight on the thought, the will of God is to bless you, to supply your need, and He always be there no matter what it looks like to give you victory in every situation. In other words, it's God's will to prosper the person in your chair. But so many times we're willing to live in the negative and not believe that. In other words, we know what the Bible says. We can almost quote many times what it says, but in our life we really don't apply it and believe it's going to work in the situation we find ourselves in. Jesus says a few words. He says, you lead to the land. In other words, this land and all that's there is for you. He gave it to Adam and Eve, and he said, this is yours. And you know what? Tonight, God has given you the word of God and me the word of God. 
and it's ours if we apply it in our life. It'd be like a little kid get up Christmas morning, and there's a present under the tree, and on that present is that child's name, and in that box is exactly what that child wanted for Christmas. And so you say to that child, if it's your grandchild, this is yours, open the box, and you have anticipation how happy that child's going to be, and you went out and spent the money and bought it and wrapped it just in anticipation that this child's going to have something you wanted for Christmas. But what if the child said to you, I don't believe it's really mine. And so you spend all day long Finally convince that child that present is his or hers. And then the child says, but I, I'm not sure what's in it. And if it will make me happy. And yet you have planned everything to make this child happy. Do you know God's planned everything to give us joy unspeakable and full of glory? Do you know God has planned when Jesus died at Calvary to pay the price that no matter what needs you might have, that need will be met? Do you know when he said it's his will to prosper to you, that's exactly what he has for you and for me? When he says he will heal us, that's exactly what he wants to do for you and for me and for us tonight. But the problem is many of us don't believe that. And we find the devil talks to us. How many knows the devil talked to you? Through thoughts. Now I'm not saying hear voices. I get nervous if you hear voices. But how many knows we think? How many of you think? How many of you have thoughts come to your mind sometime and you say, where'd that come from? So if God's prospering us and it's God's will to prosper us and God speaks positive to us how many knows when we have these negative thoughts like what if it doesn't work what if you don't get healed what if God doesn't bless you how many knows if you think on those things and give your mind to those things it'll rob us from the very blessings God had for our lives now how many of us really believe the Bible's real and true how many of you believe God wants to prosper us? How many of you believe tonight God wants to meet every need you'll ever have? Raise both hands. Okay. If that's true tonight, then if we're not prospering, if we're not living in that, something is wrong. How many would say something's wrong? But the Bible says you have not because you ask not. Another translation says you have not because when you ask, you don't believe. Because the Word of God says all things are possible to them that believe. That's why the Bible says, say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And if you're not down in your heart, believe what you say, you shall have whatsoever you saith. That's why the Word of God says you're snared by the words of your mouth. Because there's power in words. The Bible said in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And all things that were made were made by Him, and without Him nothing was made. So when He stood in eternity before the world became what it is, He just spoke, and it became. 
There's power in words. And you and I have the ability, if we trust God, to be able to speak to situations and they will change. That's why a preacher, somebody can pray for you and say, I come against this or I command this and things begin to happen because there's power in words. God honors faith and God is a blesser. God doesn't want you not to prosper. He wants prosperity to be for your life and for mine. He said, I'll supply all your need. He's saying to you and I, no matter what your need is, he'll supply it. I had a lady ask me one time, said, could you pray for me that I'll have grace to die? And I said, you don't need grace to die. You need grace to live. You don't need grace to die till you're dying. You ever heard people say, well, I'm afraid when I'm dying, I'll be afraid. You don't have to be afraid when you're dying. Because God will come. The angels will come. The peace of God will be in the room with you. But many times we're snared because we don't speak what God said. We speak just the thoughts that come in our mind that is given to us by somebody or something or our mind is not on Him. Set your mind on things above, not on things of earth. That's what the Word of God says. And I want to declare tonight, it's God's will to meet every need you got. It's God's will to give you victory in every situation. And don't get happy about it. But I want to tell you tonight, God wants you to be more than an overcomer. I said more than an overcomer. He wants to give you power in your life. And more than anything else, He wants to give you desires in your heart. I told this story, but I can't think of a better one. We came home from Africa. Megan was just a little girl, a little red-headed girl. And so I said, Megan, let's go to the Walmart. Now, I've used this here. If you've heard it, just bear with me. And so we got into the Walmart. I put her in the cart. And I said, now, Megan, Grandpa's going to buy you something. So I took her to the toy department. That's dangerous. And so she's in the cart, so I take her to the doll aisle and stuff. And so I said, pick something out you'd like, and I'm going to buy it for you. So we got looking, you know, and you know how little girls, they want to look at everything. And so she said, I want this and put in the cart. So we're just looking around. So we, let's just look. And before long, the cart's full. <laughs> True, full. And I said, Megan. Listen to this. I said, Megan, you got to put something back. And she looked at me, and she looked at the stuff in the card. She said, but Grandpa, Megan don't have those. <laughs> now, I was limited on money. We just got back from Africa. But it was almost like my wallet came out of my pocket. Because I wanted to give her those things. I knew she didn't need it. Didn't need all those toys. How do you play with all that at one time? But I wanted her to have it. That's exactly how our Heavenly Father feels about you and me. He wants to give you things. He wants to bless you. 
And if you'll believe tonight, there's nothing God can't do. And somebody said that sit next to you, amen. amen. But you know one of the things we got to do? Unlearn what we learned wrong. Well, the Lord's just making me sick to give me faith. Well, I can't find that in the Bible. He gives you faith so you don't have to be sick. Well, God's keeping me poor because it keeps me humble. You're already humbled. You don't need to not have money to be poor. You need to be blessed. The Bible said, I wish above all things you prosper. The Bible said, God will supply every need you have. He said, call upon me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things you don't even know. Come on tonight. We're Pentecostal here. How many of you been watching the Diamondbacks on TV? Raise your hand. You can't go to heaven if you don't tell the truth. Man, that's depressing, isn't it? But I'll guarantee you, when they're scoring, you're shouting, and when they do something wrong, you're saying something else. And when the umpire doesn't make the right call, you want to kill him or buy him a pair of glasses because you're an emotional person. Okay, you're not. You're, you're. Come out of him right now. But we got to learn some things. First of all, and I have to deal with this all the time. I've only been a Christian. I've only been a Christian 57 years. And I still deal with this negative thing in Sometimes I give in to. Huh? Yeah. And so, somehow when we're raised in religion, or somehow, you know when you first get saved, we believe anything. If John was up here preaching, you'd be hollering, hallelujah, I think, woo, that's, the Bible says that. And you go home, glory to God, the Bible says this, I'm believing God. But after a while, after a while, couple hours. I mean, a couple days. We begin to rationalize and we say, well, that sounds good, but will it really work? Well, I want to tell you something. Our biggest enemy is the errors and what we believe, because sometimes we believe things that's not in the Word of God. It's opposite of what God says. God says, greater is he that's in you than the devil. But we start to believe the devil's stronger than us. The doctor says to you, there's no hope. So we believe him. Well, can I tell you something? You can't, I don't care if you got cancer and you're going, but choking, but you'll still win. Because we're eternal. We're not hanging around here anyway. And something's going to take us out. And so we get negative and we think about, oh, this is, well, listen, God never leaves you nor forsake you, the Bible said. Said the angels of the Lord encamp about you. And goodness and mercy follows you all the days of your life. And so we have to unlearn what we've learned wrong. We have to really know what the will of God is. 
It's not the will of God. He said, he's made it really clear what the will of God is. It's the will of God that everybody be saved. It's the will of God that everybody be filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm going to send the comforter. It's the will of God. It's the will of God that you have power over the devil. It's the will of God that you can be healed. Because God said that his son paid the price. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. And the stripes on his back has set us free from sickness. And so we got to believe that. But see, so long we've heard people say, well, it must be the will of God. Well, we need to know what the will of God is. We need to believe the will of God because God wants us to be an overcomer. He said, I have not even seen, nor is ear heard, or is the man's mind or the woman's mind able to comprehend what God's prepared for you and me. I know it's in heaven, but I want to tell you, you can have heaven on earth. I want to tell you tonight, you can be more than an overcomer on earth. You don't have to go out defeated. You can go out victorious, but you and I have to believe tonight. It's the will of God for you to be blessed. Man, you're getting excited. I like that. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yes it is. <laughs> oh, it's the will of God that I have victory. Yeah, it is. I believe it. It's, the Bible says it. I know it's the will of God for him and her. Well, I want to tell you something tonight. We're to make a difference on planet Earth. We're to make a difference in Kingman, Arizona and in the world. We're to make a difference on the job or where we find ourselves because God wants us to be victorious. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. I, I know this is talking about something different. I want you to get this. Lay not for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust and things corrupt, but lay for yourself treasures in heaven. You know, you can be laying treasures in heaven tonight, and so can I. We can be touching life so it'll be transformed. We can show victory to a world that sees no hope for victory tonight. I'll tell you, this is better than Fox News. This is the good news. I said, this is good news. This is news that can change any situation in all situations. This is the news that'll help you no matter where you find yourself in. When Paul and Silas were in jail, their minds could have said there's no hope. This is it. But I want to tell you, the God of this Bible, the God of us tonight, seen them down there, knew they was going to get arrested and put in jail, knew beforehand what they was going to go through. But you know what he did? He planned a jail escape. He said, I'll show the world. They can chain them. They can put them in the dungeon. They can do what they want. But I'm a God, and I'm their God, and I'll come and touch that situation. And tonight we have a great story, a great truth, that God had a jailbreak for his people. You remember when the prophet went and ate of the woman's meal and they all in the cruise and famine was on the earth because he had prophesied it and so they were suffering and the whole place people were starving didn't have food but God made a way for those two but in the end what happened did her child die 
Did, it, did her child die? Did somebody die? Who died? God made a way. But do you remember when Jesus was ministering and he called a dead girl back? The Bible said her soul came back in her and she lived. Because life is in the soul. Without a soul, we'll die. But when the soul comes back in, we live again, don't we? That's a picture of what happens when we live and let the Word of God comes in, we live again. Listen to me tonight. I know different people have different needs. You might have got a, this report or that report. The test might have said this or said that. Your checkbook doesn't even speak anymore. Everything looks impossible as you try to weigh out in your mind, how's this going to work out? But can I share something with you? God owns it all. And you belong to him. Get this, you belong to him. All the thousand, all the cattle on a thousand hills is his. All the gold, the jewels, all everything is his. And you're his. And because of that, that one that owns it all said he would supply your need. Amen. Thanks. He will make a way. He will give you power. He will open that door that looks closed. He will never leave you. He said, call upon me and I'll answer you. And show you great and mighty things. And I want to say something tonight. It's the will of God to bless you. Oh, I... Come on, some of you. You, look, you. you all look like a dying calf in a hailstorm. Come on, smile. You all spend a lot of money on them teeth. Hey, th this is something worth getting happy about. Are you hearing? Bald teams will disappoint you. Politicians will let you down. Your car could blow up. But God's alive tonight. He will always be with you. And no matter what you find yourself in or where you're at, God's going to be there. And if you'll believe tonight, God has a miracle for you. Thank you. I needed that. Come on, folks, this is worth, some, it's worth living for. If anybody ought to be excited tonight, it ought to be us. Several of you told me, I don't even know the guy's name, but you was waiting on this guy from the publishing clearinghouse. He was going to bring you a check. Didn't, isn't that what you said to me, Mike? Where's Mike? He was telling me, he said, so-and-so's coming to my house. I said, they are? He said, Yeah. I said, who are they? He said, the old publishing clearinghouse. He's going to bring me a check. How many got a check? But can I tell you something? You serve a God that will give you whatever you need when you need it. And you know what? Sometimes he has even more for us, but we just don't believe for it. 
Now listen, what is joy unspeakable in full glory? It's, it's pretty, pretty wild because it's unspeakable. You can't describe it. And it's full of glory. I said joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hey, Mike, I've been talking about you. No, I know, but listen. Hey, help me out in my sermon. What's that guy you said was coming to your house from Publishing Clearing House? What was his name? Dave Sayer. Did he show up? Not yet. Is he going to come? He will. Well, I don't know about Dave, Mike, but I know someone that's always there. There you go. That's it right there. Thanks for letting me use you, Mike. I remember when I first heard about publishing Clearinghouse, seriously. I even bought some books. Well, I quit buying the books. I didn't like the books, and they never came. Now, I don't know if I here buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> but your numbers didn't show up, right? You didn't get that mansion you was dreaming about? You're not driving that Jaguar you wish you had. It just didn't work out. And you know what? It's okay to have anticipation in it. It's okay to believe maybe something good's going to happen. My mother used to tell me when our rich uncle got out of the poorhouse, we'd have money. <laughs> and then when I got old, and, seriously, when I got old to know what she said, I thought, you've been lying to me all these years. What would a rich person be in a poorhouse? I was disappointed. I thought I had a rich relative at the poorhouse. But can I tell you something? We are rich. Our Heavenly Father owns it all. I said he owns it all. He said there's nothing too hard for me. Call on me and I'll answer you. He'll never leave you. Do you hear me? And more than anything, he wants to bless you. To supply your need and even do more that you can't even comprehend. That's the God we serve tonight. So I declare to the church tonight, and I declare to myself and to you, that it's the will of God to bless us. And we need to start talking like it. And I need help to talk like it. Because sometimes I don't. But I need to be able to say I'm blessed. And God's going to give me a miracle. And God's going to meet my need. And I'm going to be more than a conqueror. And I'm just going to experience what God has. Wouldn't it be sort of bad if we got to heaven? No, we lived way down here where we could have lived up here. That's like you mothers or grandmas. You cook a big meal. Fried chicken. Mashed potatoes and gravy, green beans, corn, hot rolls and butter, apple cobbler with ice cream. Woo! I'm feeling it. And so your grandkids come in, and then they say, I want a hot dog. Now, most grandmas would probably fix the hot dog. But one thing you would know, that kid was satisfied with something less than they could have had. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? You take your kids to buy them some new clothes. And they got these pants with holes in them. And you said, for the same price, you could have got some material that had no holes at all. 
but you're buying for them, don't you? I don't know how that got in here. I just, I just don't understand why people like, when I was a kid, if I had holy pants, my mother put patches on them. It made me ashamed. I had to wear patches to school. Now they're ashamed of the materials there. <laughs> just part of the sermon, folks. Hang in there. But how many know sometimes we're just happy with something less than God has for us? If we're going to be called Christians, then we ought to be Christ-like, right? If we're going to say we represent the kingdom of God, we need to represent it. We need to throw our head high and say to the mountain, you might be there, but you're going to move. That might be impossible, but it's going to become possible. I don't know how it's going to happen other than God, you're going to make it happen because I belong to you and you promised that you would do that. And I want to tell you, when we take the stuff we learned wrong and lay it aside and begin to learn and begin to see what the Word of God says, it'll transform our life and bring blessings like we never thought was possible. Let it get a hold of you, folks. I'm waiting. You, it needs to, you need to let it get down in you. I don't have to live the way I have been living. I don't have to be defeated anymore. I don't have to live in the negative anymore. I don't have to walk around not, my needs not met. God said he'd meet them, and I'm going to quit doubting, and I'm going to start believing and see them get met. And the kids are going to get saved. And I'm not going to let the devil lie to me. I'm going to claim my inheritance. If any of you got money and you want to adopt me, you can. And put me in your will. And when they read it, I'll take what you left. I'll not say I don't deserve it. I'll say, hey, they put me in the will. Well, let me tell you something. He put you in the will. You're in the will tonight, folks. I said it's in the will. It's been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. The devil's been overcome. And you and I to have life and have it more abundantly. If you believe that, stand to your feet, lift your hand. And begin to thank God you belong to him tonight. Come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Praise your wonderful name. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise your name. Thank you, Lord. You know, if you came to the service tonight, if you, if you stay standing with me for a minute, if you don't mind. If you came to service tonight and you're not born again, you can be born again. You can walk in the back of this church with sin in your life and you can believe tonight and leave when God has forgiven you every sin you've ever committed. If anybody's here tonight and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, I'd be honored if you'd step out where you're at and just come and stand across here and I would like to pray with you. Anybody at all, you want Jesus to come in your heart and forgive you and you want to know your sins are forgiven, you just come right now and stand. I'll wait for a minute. Anybody? 
Because this is a decision only you can make. I can't make that for you. Jesus said that he wants to forgive us, but we have to ask him. Now, I want to do something tonight. And I'm be careful because I don't want everybody to think you have to come. But if you feel God spoke to you and you're living less than you have been and you've let the devil been ripped you, I want you to just come and stand across the front tonight. Come and stand and say, you know what? I'm going to enter into the blessing of God. God has blessed me and God's met my need, but I'm, I don't think I'm living where I need to live and receive it. If that's you, you come and stand across here. And we're going to pray and God's going to help you. Anyone else want to come? Just come down front and stand here and we're going to pray. And I declare tonight, God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. Anybody else want to come? Anybody else? Can I get all of you to look up at me just for a minute? I just want to say something to you guys. God really loves you. And uh, before we were ever born, he knew we would be born. And Jesus died for us. And if you, any of us would have been the only person, he would have came and died for us. And God does want to bless you. Some of you might have been going through struggles. And your life seems to hit a wall constantly. I'm going to tell you, God wants to move the wall. And God wants to begin to bless you. And I'm speaking to everybody across the front here. God has blessings for your life. So here's what I'm going to do. I want you to listen close. I want one man to stand behind every man. And I want a lady to stand behind these ladies. Quickly, come. If you want to pray with us, come do that. Just one behind each one. Come up here and stand with us. Okay. I need a lady down here to stand. Lady here. Okay, I need another man to come and stand with us, okay? Okay, we're going to pray, and the people behind you is going to pray. And, you, and when you're done praying, then I'm going to have you to turn, and they're going to pray with you. And if you have, listen, guys, if you have any need that you're facing, or probably after we're done praying, you can tell this person that's got his hand on you right now or her on you. You can tell them, and they're going to begin to pray and believe God with you for a miracle. So let's pray out like I say, Jesus, Jesus. I believe your word is true. And you come to save me and to give me life and give it to me more abundantly. And Lord, I've lived below that. But Lord, I don't want to live that way anymore. But I want to be the person you want me to be. And I want my life to be blessed. So tonight, I make a commitment to seek the blessings of God in every area of my life and not live below what Jesus, you died for me to have. For I pray in Jesus' name. Okay, just if I get you to just turn around and that person's going to pray with you. Just pray for them right now. Share with them. Folks. Let's believe for great things. Can you say amen? God bless you as you go. Thank you for listening to the Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.